0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. I want to just go back in time a little bit a few months ago. And uh, we here at the radio station, I believe, probably were one of the very few voices to stand up for young Fine Gael President Killian Foley Walsh. You may remember the story after he and some colleagues were targeted online for attending a conference in Washington, DC, held by the Young Americas Foundation. Now I'm just gonna read this here. It's a quick reminder of what happened just to give you an update and just to bring you up to speed on it. Fine Gael politicians called on Killian to resign his position as president of Young Fine Gael due to the fact that he attended a conference in his own private time in Washington, hosted by young America's. America's. Foundation. Uh, It is a conservative-leaning conference, there's no doubt about that, and you might think there must be more to this for someone to be asked to resign. You say, gosh, he must have done something terribly wrong. But no, his only crime, if that's what you want to call it, was attending the conference uh, that I suppose you could say goes against the narrative of the liberal left. He met Vice President Pence, he listened to a speech by Senator Ted Cruz, he met presumably some of the young supporters of President Trump, and worst of all, he actually enjoyed it. This then sparked, of course, what can only be described as hysteria. Uh, times move on quickly and it's uh, very likely that most people who read and consume the news about Killian Foley Walsh have forgotten his name at this stage. But what everyone forgets is there is a person, a human being uh, behind that particular story at the time. And Killian was left dealing with the damage caused by that particular story. Outrage, I suppose, is what you call it. He stepped down as a young at president because his term of office has come to an end and it's customary to give a farewell speech, which he did. Um, what Mr. Foley-Walsh did on the uh, was very extraordinary. He talked about the impact that those few days of media coverage had for him in August. And he joins us on the line. Killian. Uh, good afternoon to you.
1: How you going, Niall? How are you?
0: Good. Killian. you know, I, I don't want to harp on too much about exactly what happened and at the time it happened because I'm sure it brings back lots of bad memories to you. I mean, just to clarify, you went there in your own private time, Uh, you were asked to resign by Noel Rock, uh, Maria Walsh, who was only in the, I suppose, really in in politics a wet day, Um, and many other people were asking you to resign for attending a conference. How did you feel when all of a sudden the limelight was on you, your picture was all over the paper, all over the internet, and all this abusive stuff was being said about you?
1: Yeah, well, it was it was a funny old time. I, I wouldn't even mind it as much if they'd picked a better picture, uh, to be honest. Um, it was a fairly rough one, now they chose. But, um, yeah, no, look, a lot of people had a lot to say around that time. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't for a second dispute anybody's right to, to contribute or whatever. But I suppose what I took particular issue with was the sort of the, the personal tone, I suppose, of a lot of it, which turned otherwise, you know, sort of reasonable criticism into just, you know, unreasonable abuse and that sort of stuff. Um, and it took a toll you know uh, I mean, I
0: mean at the time I remember there, there's a quote from the Irish Examiner I'm going to read it out here Young Fianna President Killian Foley Walsh attended the Young Americans Foundation Conference in Washington DC along with Young social media officer Chloe Kennedy it is disproportionate to compare the conference uh, visit with the events of El Paso, Ohio of course in Walmart where many people were killed uh, but there is a commonality that in itself sounds like you know it sounds like you were almost there for some sort of hate
1: rally Yeah, well, I mean, aside from the fact that there's a comparison made there between me and a a mass murdering racist lunatic, you know, Um, I mean, you know, I mean, that quote speaks for itself, I think. And a lot of reasonable people, I think, who would hear that would would draw their own fairly reasonable conclusions from it. I know I did. Um, But, yeah, no, that was definitely the tone of some of the stuff that was coming out. Um, And then, I mean, aside from that, there was other stuff. You know, about how, um, I mean, there were death threats involved. Somebody got a hold of my mother's number, texted her to tell her what an awful job she did rearing uh, my brother and I um, and everything else. And it's just it's this it's it's an insipid hate campaign, you know, that gets whipped up out of nowhere uh, and uh, directed individuals. By strangers, and yeah. I suppose that maybe that may be why it happens. It's only when the individual you're you're talking about is a stranger that's really the only time that you get into it. I find, you know. Um, I mean, the, you're, you're not you're people, not
0: denying that you're conservative in your views. Uh, you're not denying that not, you would no. be right-leaning in your views, but it's, that that seems to be almost a crime nowadays.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd if I if I go that far. I mean, what has to be noted, I think, to be honest, is that, and, and I learned this over the course of August as well, and I've learned it since, is that Twitter is not Ireland. You know, um, and thank God for that. Uh, but Twitter is not Ireland. Uh, there's a small percentage of of the Irish public is on Twitter, and it can definitely become a particular. Toxic.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. I've yeah, witnessed exactly. Just, yeah. It can
1: it can turn a particular way that time. But the important thing to remember is that when you walk down the street you know the vast majority of people have no idea what goes on there uh, yeah. and they ex- by extension have no idea who you are you know so uh, sort of a storm to teacup on Twitter um, is is nothing to be overly concerned about but at the time like you know, it's difficult to look at things that way. It's difficult to look at things rationally. No, I I, um, I understand. I work in works, I work in media, you know?
0: Killian, and you know there has been times in the show over the last nine years where I've you know put out an opinion, be it on Twitter, or be it on on television, or be it on you get radio, for it. and you get torn apart. And I can understand the mm-hmm. personal you know effect that can have on you. Now I'm dealing with it on a daily basis, where it may not be something you were more. For, and and the majority of human beings are not used to probably dealing with something like that. How did it exactly. manifest itself in you? Like, I mean, what way did you deal with that?
1: Um poorly at the time, I'll be honest. I mean, you know uh, you've got you know people breathing down your neck and all that sort of stuff. It's important, I suppose in the in the short term to try and ignore them basically you know to cut them out and that sort of stuff um because life is too short to be honest um but it's more as time goes on, you know um when the the journalists stop calling when the the headlines stop being written and everything else um but there can still be this sort of underlying Uh, insidious um, undertone, if you like. Again, on the likes of Twitter and that sort of stuff, where your name will crop up every so often, or something will appear in the news, and then, oh, well, did Killian Foley-Waltring anything to do with that. Uh, in a pejorative Oh yeah, that, and, that, and, and, and every,
0: you'll always be fair to, oh that's your man who went over to the, to the, the conference. Exactly, I, I mean yeah.
1: in fairness now some of it can be kind of funny, I saw one guy today really, or not, it wasn't today, I think it was actually only about two weeks ago, uh, really went to town on my name. A lot of people really uh, uh, get a kick out of the whole double barrel and everything else, you know. Mm. So one guy decided to describe me as, uh, I wanted did Killian uh, Foley, Montgomery, Windsor, Batten Walsh or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> have anything to do with that, you know. Um, but you know that's uh, I shouldn't be on that guy's radar, you know, as far as I'm concerned, and I certainly shouldn't be um somebody who, who comes to mind for him when he wants to, to take a pop or anything like that. And um, so it's more that sort of stuff. I mean you're um, you're, you're, you're a, a young man
0: I, you're entering I don't I hope it hasn't put you off politics by the way, but so you're a young man, sure. and you're entering politics. I mean you on a very serious note at though at that time, during the worst point of that, you also engaged in self-harm.
1: Yeah, well, look, I mean, what's, what's fanned this up a little bit more this week, I think, is uh, as you said, my term finished up at our national conference last weekend down in uh, Carlo. Um, and I stood up, I made my farewell speech, um, I spoke from the heart. Uh,
0: yeah, Leo Varadkar was there I, in the front seat, I believe.
1: He was, exactly. Yeah. And Leo Varadkar himself is an immensely supportive.
0: Did he come out to support you at the time, or has he come out to support you since?
1: And, uh, and to support your right time, to have a view? Think, no. No. Uh, he didn't at the time, I think, but he spoke very, uh, very kindly and very supportively of me, I think, on uh, on Saturday, you know, and uh, had some had kind words and all that sort of stuff. And basically echoing what I was saying, which was that it is wrong to pile in on people online, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's wrong to do it. Uh, it's important to remember, as I said, that there's flesh and blood on the other end of your tweet and everything else. And even if you hate that flesh and blood with every fiber of your being, as a lot of people unfortunately do, and um, there's flesh and blood around that flesh and blood, if you like. There are families, there are friends, there are partners, and that sort of stuff. Um, and they suffer from it as well. So, and were you um, surprised much- at
0: the reaction of some of the individuals? Maria Walsh, for example, had a go at you at the time. And Noel Rock, who we interviewed at the time it happened, uh, we interviewed yeah. Noel here and, and challenged him uh, on the station in relation to, you know, your experiences and your trip to Washington. And um, were you surprised at some of the people who you thought may have supported you or stood up for you who didn't?
1: Um, I wasn't, I wasn't. I mean, like uh, for Maria's part, I mean, she and I spoke over the weekend and as far as I'm concerned, we're all square now, you know, um, I haven't spoken to no, um, but I did speak to Maria and as far as I'm concerned, we're all square. Um, so, you know, mm. that's just one of those things. Um, but was I surprised to be getting texts at the time saying so-and-so has said such-and-such and so-and-so has said such-and-such. Have you got any comment? Uh, yes, yes, I was. I was very surprised. Um, And, you know, it'd be wrong if I said I wasn't disappointed, but at the same time, you know, I suppose in this day and age where, you know, maybe some people might feel that if they didn't immediately, you know, come out and and castigate me or whatever, that they might then be the next in line or something or to try and put distance. Um, Were you you tempted?
0: I know you didn't give any interviews at the time. But were you no. tempted to stand up for yourself and and you know utilize your right to reply? Were you not tempted uh, to do that?
1: Um, you would be, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like uh, you know, in those circumstances, the best thing to do, more often than not, is just to try and kill it. You know, just mm. ignore uh, and, and let it and die hope off, it'll go away. Know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah exactly um and you know i think it's a pretty a pretty solid piece of advice you know that there's no point in in fanning the flames on these things because ultimately as well and i said this in my speech like a lot of people aren't particularly interested in what you have to say for yourself or, or what you have to say in response um they have formed a view and uh, they're going to stick to it and you know no matter what you say uh they will uh they were twisted and turned well, and everything well, what else. What was surprising
0: at the time, and I said it to Noel Rock at the time, who, by the way, was an intern for Hillary Clinton, and I, I don't think he remembered that at the time, but I pointed it out to him. Uh, but, I mean, what was surprising was, you know, the right-wing views that they cited was your opposition to abortion and gay marriage, hmm. which, of course, views that were held by Leo Varadkar himself and Simon Harris both held those views in 2011. The Taoiseach himself attended many conferences of that nature in his youth, uh, and it doesn't—it doesn't know uh, doesn't that the Taoiseach himself actually worked, worked for a Republican U.S. congressman who who opposed abortion and gay marriage and supports the right to bear arms. So these individuals had all gone through what you had gone through as young men, but yet they were none of them came out to stand up for you or support you. That's what surprised me more than anything.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose clarification, um, like, uh, it was really only abortion, I think, was was most people's bugbear. I mean, most people, I have been pretty forthright in my uh, position being pro-life and everything else, you know, mm. uh, and sticking to that belief. That's not a crime, Far um, you know I mean? from it, yeah, no. well, I'm not in prison, so, no. um, you know, self-evidently. Um, it would be if some people had their way, I'm sure, but uh, it's not currently, so uh, I'll continue to live in the confines of the law, but, um, I mean, um, sometimes that can then get sort of um, extrapolated you know so you mentioned opposition to gay marriage I'm actually very in favour of gay marriage I hope to get married myself someday mm-hmm. um, but um, you know immediately people come back and they'll say oh he's pro-life so therefore anti-woman uh, he's uh, homophobic and all this sort of stuff and people were even saying that in response to my speech on Saturday in which I, I shouted out my boyfriend and everything else you know so if people would actually listen to the speech before commenting on it uh, they might then be able to comment well this comment is the most like bizarre part of the thing you know that people were,
0: yeah, this is the bizarre part that people were calling you homophobic. And, mm. and the fact, of course, that you do support Tell me about them. Them. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, getting back to the more serious part, but what made you engage in self-harm? I mean, what got you to that point? At what point was that?
1: Uh, well, the first thing to understand, I suppose, and look, I mean, I've only spoken for in any way publicly, you know, for the first time in the last few days. And even since then, I've had a lot of friends coming back to me and, and almost castigating me for, for not coming to them and, and explaining my issues and that sort of stuff to them because they felt like, you know, they're, they're beating themselves up, saying, why didn't we see this? You know, why, why did, we, did we
0: notice? Yeah. You know, why yeah. did
1: we believe excuses and all that sort of stuff? But, I mean, the fact of the matter, and, and certainly when it comes for, you know to me, I couldn't speak for anybody else. When it comes to me, it's not a, you're not in a rational state of mind, now. You know um you're really not you know at the time you're angry you're frustrated you're this that and the other uh and you feel uh wrongly that the only way to deal with all that um is to effectively take it out on yourself you know um and so that's that's what i felt at the time Uh, and i mean it wasn't helped, and i'd be lying if i said it wasn't a factor but it definitely wasn't helped by some of the the tone of the stuff that i was seeing online you know that i was um, a fascist, that I was uh, scum, that I should die, that I was this, that, and the other. I mean, I I was reared well, you know. Uh, my parents, I I think, you know, built a, a strong, resilient, you know, um, opinionated, you know. Oh, I, watched, uh, I, watched your sp- I watched your
0: speech earlier on there today, and I think your parents should be very proud of you.
1: Yeah, but thank you. And I'm sure they're very, you know, I, I hope they are. and I hope they are part of me and my family and everything else. But um, at the same time, you know, uh, eventually things do take a toll. And I mean, this thing went international. I had American media talking about it. I had the, the British Brexit media trying to trump it up as some sort of a a civil war in Varadkar's party which is why he's being so tough on Brexit those guys will, will cling to anything uh, mm. over there and is there um, is there a fear
0: Killian, now that you're speaking out about us uh, and I know you did give an interview during the week and you're, and you're speaking to us today but is there a fear that now that you're speaking out about it that it's going to bring it all back again is, is that a fear
1: um, not as such to be honest now if I'm being honest I mean again I've been looking at Twitter and that sort of stuff um, I mean I deleted Twitter at the time because it just got back in August I mean uh, because it got so massive uh, but I've been looking back at it now, um, and there's a lot of support. Uh, a lot of people recognize that, again, you know, they can disagree with me, they can they can disagree with any views I might hold or anything like that. Uh, but there's a way to express the disagreement, and it doesn't involve death threats, and it doesn't involve swearing and blinding and um, names and all that sort of jazz. Um, and personal abuse. Um, I mean, there, so... there, seem,
0: there does seem to be a narrative at the moment, particularly on Twitter, where there's an attack on freedom of expression. So unless you express the same views as, I suppose, the liberal left, um, I, well, I suppose you're fair game. And that seems to be the way it is.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I'd be lying if I if I said that wasn't certainly my experience. Uh, again, like mm-hmm. what I just can't get my head around is what on earth possesses someone to you know, look at somebody who they don't know uh, and just, you know, join in with everybody else and call them every name out of the sun. I made beer over the weekend. I mean, you know, um, I've been there. You know, I'm no angel, uh, and it's been been well documented that I'm not and everything else, you know, uh, so far for me to pontificate. But I can say this now, having, you know, been on the receiving end, if you like, Um, And it was more than a few days as well. Really, that news cycle dragged on for a month with the articles that were being written about it. Now, in fairness, the narrative did eventually change. It went from sort of, you know, isn't he the worst in the world to, for God's sake, you know, Mm -hmm. calm down, you know. Um, But at the same time, it was spoken about for a very long time. Um, But yeah, there's definitely, I feel, a sort of a, a... The belt of the Crozier hasn't gone away. You know, uh, And, and, and day I day think the, rea- I think the real message here them, is you know?
0: that, you know, look, these situations happen on a regular basis and the real message is, here is what you're trying to say to people is that, okay, disagree with somebody, call them a gobshite if you want to, mm. and disagree with them and have your say and speak if you want to speak. Nobody wants to stop anybody from speaking, but to take it personally and to make it personal and to, you know, suggest our death threats or to suggest somebody should take their own lives or whatever, or take it out into somebody else's family. You have to remember there's
1: a human being behind it. And they have feelings. hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's that's literally it. I mean, like and and what happens more often than not is people will turn around and say, oh, you know, he's just trying to shirk valid criticism and all that. And even I've seen that again in discussion over the past few days, people being very selective in their memory, saying, oh, you know, you weren't a tact person, you're only criticized for your um, for your um, past comments and that sort of stuff. Um, and I wasn't. I mean, that's, that's just not the case, you know. No, uh, I exactly wish it wasn't. was. No, I no, I, I, was, did, I did witness some of the stuff know? that
0: was said about you at the time, and I, I thought it was absolutely outrageous. But listen, yeah, I appreciate yeah. you coming on the air and talking today, and I wish you well, Killian. and I think you have a, no, bright, no. a bright future in politics, all right? Ah,
1: all right
0: thank, thank you very thank, much. Thank you very so much, indeed. Bye, 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 Thank you. So long, bye-bye. There's Killian Foley-Walsh, a young man with a bright future in politics, and just because he might have a different view to some other people, who may not hold the same views as him, unfortunately, he was abused to the point where he started to self-harm which is absolutely shocking, Um, and not only abused, but asked to resign by some of his own party members as well, which is bizarre. And then Leo Varadka was there when he uh, stepped down from his presidency the other day. Leo Varadka, a man himself, by the way, who would have attended conferences in his young days, a man himself who held more or less the same type of views, probably, as a young man, uh, and yet didn't stand up to support this young man. I don't remember him standing up to support him. And I thought that was absolutely ah. Look, it's just wrong on every level. If you disagree with somebody, you know, go online if you want to. Call them a gobshite if you want to, or disagree with them, or give them some reason why you disagree with them. But don't get personal with people and call them names or suggest they should die or anything like that, or suggest their mother brought them up badly. Or, I mean, that's that's not how debate works, you know, just because you don't agree with somebody. People are allowed to hold different views in life. People can be conservative, they can be liberal. You know, I mean, look, we see it in America at the moment, don't we, with Trump.